0: Welcome to the LinkedIn podcast, a weekly podcast where founders, speakers, experts and professionals from diverse backgrounds talk about their LinkedIn journey. From LinkedIn basics to deep insights and thought-provoking success stories, the LinkedIn podcast has something for everyone. So sit back and enjoy the show. Please welcome your host, Nimit Gupta. Content is surely the king on LinkedIn. The platform rewards the content that adds value to the users. Right now, there's no other platform like LinkedIn that provides such a huge value to organic content and rewards the users for creating quality content. But that's a million dollar question, right? Uh, how to create that quality content? Should the right content have correct keywords or should it be loaded with information for it to sell? In our previous episodes, we have seen how people have been generating business through LinkedIn only using quality content. So there are so many questions that go around content marketing and all these patients lead to just one thing, providing meaningful information and generating leads. LinkedIn is surely the platform that helps you create an impact. So to understand how to use content on LinkedIn and how you can utilize LinkedIn to its maximum potential. I've invited Novnesh Ramesh to this episode of the LinkedIn podcast. Novnesh is a marketing campaign and a content manager for EGIS Easy Trip Services and has been a member of HBR Advisory Council. Novnish is a marketing professional with over 10 years of experience. He has worked across five different industries, including pharma, gaming, payment solutions, insurance, and transport services. He's also an author, he has written a book called The Use of Sensory Marketing and its Impact on Consumer Behavior, which brings an innovative perspective to strategic marketing. But above all, he's very passionate about content. He he loves storytelling. He also writes many guest articles on various websites about content marketing. So welcome, Novnish. Welcome to this episode of the LinkedIn podcast. How are you doing?
1: Hey Nimit, thank you. Uh, I'm doing good uh, and the weather is uh, quite nice in France. And uh, I really appreciate you having me on your show and looking forward to, forward to adding some value. Great, great. I'm also
0: you know, looking forward to learn a lot and I hope users also get to learn a lot about content on LinkedIn. So to start off the discussion, I believe that everything in life has a purpose. And if we take, this, take that thing, When it comes to content, what do you think the purpose of content is? Uh,
1: You know, um, Nimit, imagine you open a door to a room, right? You enter it, you find it totally empty, blank, white. Your brain is going to immediately tell you something is missing, right? So basically, content is missing. Something that is to be expressed through some medium or form Content can be a video, you know, it could be an employee story, a forum, a blog, a flyer, brochure. There are thousands of forms of content, but the purpose of content is simple it's to inspire, entertain, educate, support, inform, and convince your audience.
0: Okay, great. So that entirely defines what the content is for, and that should be the sole purpose of content. We should not use it for, you know, anything else. Okay, so you also emphasize a lot about lot on storytelling the power of storytelling so what is the reason what is storytelling
1: well basically um, without stories we cease to exist you know i know someone because of hearing what they've done or what they are doing you know i know a brand because of their past stories and current stories so every company has stories to tell uh, just like every person has stories to tell you know some companies do it well while others don't Why do certain brands um, stay in your mind and you instantly have this good feeling or vibe uh, for them it's it's because they have emotionally managed to engage with you to to surprise you you know to 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 delight you and they have that strong impact on you simply because of the stories
0: so if we take an example of let's say coca-cola brand So Coca-Cola focuses on the happiness, uh, you know, happiness story, that sort of thing. So do you mean that is the story that they're trying to tell to the users?
1: Absolutely. It's the emotional fact, you know, if you simply say uh, something about your product or service, it doesn't stick to your mind, you know, but if you add emotion to it, a story, why you're doing it, you know, what will it solve? This is when people remember you, you know. And this is what sticks in their mind. Okay. All right. That's a very interesting
0: point that stick to the story. Try to incorporate story in your content. Okay. So users, uh, sorry, the listeners have to remember this thing. Okay.
1: And, so- and and you know what, Nimit, I'm going to give you another example. Uh, I mean, it's related to the book that I wrote, the Sensory Marketing. Imagine you go into a shop, you know, you don't notice it, but surrounding you, you hear music, right? You see around you, it's visually impacting. You touch a lot of things. That's also uh, physically attracting. You walk on maybe a, a really nice floor, marble floor. You know, all of these, it, subconscious subconsciously affect you and these are all the feelings the emotions it's like a 360 degree experience that you have when you walk into a store and when you come out it's it's exactly like that it's storytelling and it hits you right like that in the face you know okay
0: all right understood so people often say that you have to create quality content the focus on the word quality is immense so how do you define quality in in this
1: content marketing well um quality content is customer centric and speaks in a human voice to provide your audience uh, with the information that they're looking for and need Uh, so quality content is something that is always relevant to your uh, audience it's content that delivers value that solves a problem that consists of great writing and tells a story so whenever quality content is um, meeting the expectations of the audience it's going to be a huge hit so whenever you create content make sure it's geared towards your audience and it's going to be quality it's it's a simple formula
0: okay so whatever content you create for your particular audience that will generate value and that is called the quality content. So exactly. I cannot copy the content of, let's say any, any, let's say travel industry in, in digital marketing. Right. So that quality will be different than a different industry. Right.
1: Of course, because the audience is different, right? Uh, the audience that you have in, let's say, a tourism sector may not be uh, an audience that you require in an automobile sector. The audience that you have offline is not the same as the audience that you have online, right? So yeah. their needs are different. Their requirements are different. So, of course, uh, you have to tailor-make your your content uh, according to the target audience.
0: Okay. So how do you go about creating quality content? Is there a process that anyone can follow What is the process of this content quality creation?
1: Yeah. Um, basically, uh, there is a set, uh, I mean, there's many processes, you know, but there are a set of steps that you need to go through to create this, this quality content. And I have my own set of steps and I actually learned it from one of my mentors called uh, Anne Handley. And I'm going to tell you, it, it works like a gem. So it's, it's a set of uh, 10 or 12 steps. I'm going to run you through it. So, so you clearly know uh, at the end, how you're going to create this quality content. So, um, First of all, you have to start with your business goal. What are you trying to achieve? And then you have to research your target audience. Then you reframe it and put your reader audience into it and relate it to them, you know? And then of course, you have to seek out data and examples that support your content and you have to add these experiences and emotions. Then you think about what kind of format or structure would best communicate your point. And remember, you have to write as if you're writing to only one person. Imagine the one person you're helping with this piece of content, you know? And of course, after you do this, you produce an ugly, rough draft. Okay, which is fine. So walk away from it, you know? Put some distance between your first ugly draft and your second draft. And then come back, recreate, rewrite. Shape that mess into something your reader wants to consume. Put yourself into his shoes. And... At the end, you know, always give it a great hook. If it's a blog article, you need a great headline. If it's an ad, you need a great set of punchy words. And then finally, have someone edit. Take one final look for readability, publish it, repurpose it. You're set. That's done. Okay,
0: so you made it sound very simple, but I believe it will take (laughs) a lot of practice and, you know, errors or mistakes that people will have to make to reach to that level, so that's really good, and I'm I'm really grateful that you have narrowed it down to ten steps. So that will help users a lot, and and, viewers- and you know
1: what, yeah. uh, you mentioned mistake. It, it's it's perfectly all right to make mistakes because the more you make mistakes, the more you learn. I mean, it's all about trial and error, right? You don't know that whatever you're creating now, it's gonna be great. It's gonna it's gonna click, but. Once you start trying, once you start experimenting, you know what works. Yeah, absolutely. So people don't be afraid
0: of making mistakes. Mistakes will eventually make you good. Right. So uh, Novanisha, I recently read your article about content marketing versus content strategy. They are not the same thing. That's what I took away from that article. But many of us don't really know that. So can you shed some light on this?
1: Sure, sure. Happy you mentioned that because I've noticed that even expert marketeers out there do not really know the difference between content strategy and content marketing. I mean, the thing is, they are similar to each other. They complement each other, but they're not the same. Um, Content marketing, it means creating, editing publishing, distributing content. It works well because it does not automatically sell a product or service. You know, blog posts, for example, uh, do not inspire anything but build trust with readers and draw your audience closer to you. You know, it it involves providing the value, that's it. But content strategy, it's the basis for successful content marketing. You know, um, while content marketing plays a key role in product success, it's the online content strategy that guides you. Take it as a map, you know, you want to get from this place to a, another destination. And uh, you have to guide you through that place, through content strategy, but you actually physically carry it out through content marketing. Okay. And I'll tell you the, some, some things for content strategy, how it works. Um, content strategy, it asks you the why you're publishing content, you know, it's it, it finds who you reach through content marketing. It decides what kind of content you're going to publish. It's also going to decide who will create your content. And it's also the deciding factor when you set metrics to, to measure your content marketing success. So um, content marketing works, but without the right content strategy, you don't understand uh, what's going on.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's uh, really a valid point, I would say, because... With content strategy, you get to know who your target audience is, uh, what content do they like to read, and wh- how do you create that, and how do you market that, which social media platforms you would use, uh, what you know? What timings you, you will use to post that content, that will come in, in content marketing, right? Absolutely, no, absolutely, you, you, you got it right there. Okay, all right. So, Navneesh, what is your LinkedIn strategy? How do you use LinkedIn?
1: You know, a lot of people have asked me this. I mean, I don't, uh, for me, LinkedIn, it's not about strategies or anything. I I am mainly on LinkedIn to um, establish relationships with my connections, you know. Uh, LinkedIn was made for networking. It's not about posting and likes and shares on everything. It's about finding the right people and interacting with them, collaborating with them, you know. For this, of course, you need to establish yourself as an expert. It takes time. You need to slowly add value and then uh, get your profile uh, really uh, accurately done you know because people when they see your post what do they do okay they engage but then uh, if they want to interact with you they come onto your profile and it's it's that that, that should strike you you know uh, i mean yeah. uh, to 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 give you an example from pushing out content for the past 3 months i mean i've been able to increase both my connection and follower count from let's say to 100 to around 7k now You know what I do, I analyze that audience. I try different content, I see what works. I've shared a different posts. I've appreciated people uh, that have pushed out posts. And um, slowly I started seeing questions, people asking me through direct message, you know? Uh, th- these are the questions that, that are really valuable for me because it shows the engagement. And because of that, I've actually managed to, to collaborate with a lot of people. I mean, you and I, what we're doing right now is because of, of LinkedIn, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's because I've started... Uh, Being very active, you've started seeing my posts. This is what the the strategy should be. It's 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 nothing else.
0: Yeah. So uh, I also believe this thing that there are three Cs on LinkedIn that work: connection, content, and consistency. So if you connect with people regularly and you push out quality content regularly, it is bound to give you results. So that's absolutely correct, and I completely agree with this. So how have you seen? the change in the use of LinkedIn in the past few months since this COVID situation started and brands have started this digital transformation kind of so how have you seen the change
1: sure um i mean i've been following this quite closely um i've seen that a lot more people are using linkedin a lot more people consuming content some have a clear strategy while others just um put out random stuff and there's an influx of younger generation using LinkedIn. Um, I mean while there are so-called experts at one side, there's also the real experts on the other side. Um, people have started telling stories um, and you know um, businesses as you mentioned, they have ramped up their marketing activities on LinkedIn and not just businesses also um, HRs, they've started using LinkedIn as their main recruitment area. So a lot of positive stuff has been going on, but also there's, there's been a lot of negative things as well. You know, um, people randomly posting, uh, thinking as if it's a, a different social media, for example, like Facebook, um, you know, people taking pictures of themselves, um, uh, saying, okay, look, I'm, I'm walking my dog right now. Hmm. You know, honestly, every social media has its value, Right. And LinkedIn has its own value, it's, it's B2B networking. Yes. And I feel that um, more and more, there is this kind of dilution of the value of LinkedIn that is going down. And I mean, maybe it's because of COVID, maybe not. I'm, I, I really hope it, 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 it goes better, you know?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting that you mentioned that the quality is going down and how LinkedIn is yeah. different from other platforms. So, how is content marketing different on LinkedIn as compared to, let's say, Instagram or Facebook?
1: Sure, a great question. Um, basically, LinkedIn is completely different from other social networks um, because it requires a different approach. And uh, while while you have um, like-minded people to connect with you on LinkedIn, uh, you don't have that kind of reach uh, and immediate connection on other social media channels. I mean, just to give you an example, if you wanted to reach me and I wasn't on LinkedIn and you had to do it through another social media or even traditional approach, it's going to take you some time, right? Yeah. So the value of LinkedIn is, is basically that literally with one click, you can connect to any single, any business individual across the planet and it's the power of this LinkedIn that that uh, of networking which, which is quite um, uh, important here and many people uh, they don't uh, look at LinkedIn as a gold mine you know which is quite um, a, a depressive state and uh, while certain businesses they have learned right now okay this is the power and I need to use these influential people to spread my word about their products, about their service. It's a bit like affiliation, you know? You, yeah. You're you you using someone to spread something else. That's the power of LinkedIn. And this doesn't work in, in any other social network.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And whatever your professional goal is, for example, whether it is to get a good job, to get new clients, to build your personal brand, or just connect with the people you admire, LinkedIn will give you that opportunity. So there's no platform other than, LinkedIn, just like that. So, guys, use it wisely, use it judiciously, and you'll see good things happen. And Novnish, what kind of content have you seen that works best on LinkedIn?
1: Um, I've tried a lot of different content. You know, um, I've tried uh, text, I've tried um, images, I've tried videos, I've tried. Uh, a combination of a lot of things, and what I've seen that uh, that clicks with uh, with LinkedIn is is mainly visually attractive infographics, uh, videos, and uh, a really original, originally made image. It's not like taking an image from somewhere else and then just posting it, you know, and adding some text. You need to create your own content. That's the thing that really works on LinkedIn
0: so if i may ask you something related to this i have seen articles about dwell time something uh, on linkedin algorithm that it has incorporated dwell time in its engagement you know algorithm so yeah. do you think videos are better in terms of engaging people or is it the infographics or documents that people share on linkedin which one works I- better
1: Basically, I would say um, videos and also I would add podcasts. Why? Because um, people, they want to be doing a lot of different things, right? They don't want to just sit in front of a screen and, and see something. The, the, the powerful thing with videos and podcasts is that even though you're not actually seeing the person, I mean, you can if you want to, you, you're hearing it. So you yeah. can probably be doing something else while hearing value. That's the, that's the most powerful thing uh, with, with these videos and podcasts. And also, um, specifically for videos, it, it's that you have that personal connection with this person, uh, which you don't get if someone just types it. You know, I mean, the only reason we're doing a video podcast here is that you have that connection. Uh, you can see my emotion, I can see your emotion. That's really what matters.
0: Yeah. And, and I see LinkedIn is also pushing video content a lot and it is asking users to put out video content because if you want to get access to that, uh, you know, coveted LinkedIn live, you have to have videos on LinkedIn. So yeah, I, have yeah.
1: And, and and I'll tell you why, because uh, anything that is inbuilt into the native uh, software is what works. I mean, if you if you try to link something uh, on your post, uh, it's not going to work because the LinkedIn algorithm is is is. Um, Uh, works in such a way that um, you have to keep everything inside LinkedIn. So, which is why uh, LinkedIn Live, they came up with the solution so that they want to keep everything you create, even videos, inside that LinkedIn. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. So, uh, Navneesh, what are your top three tips to make your content stand out on LinkedIn?
1: It's it's, it's, it's it's pretty simple actually. Um, I mean, even though I've, I've done a lot of experimentation, uh, it, it, the three things is add value, add your emotion and personal experience, and be creative. And in the end, this is what has worked for me. Of course, try things out, you know, don't be afraid. They're what? They're more than 660 million LinkedIn users. Remember, there's always an audience out there for you. Connect with like-minded people, Talk to at least two people per week and eventually you'll find that soft spot, you'll find that sweet spot and you'll be rocking.
0: Yeah, again, you have simplified this process so much that <laughs> it looks so easy to do. Yeah. So Navneesh, coming to my next question, what has been your biggest LinkedIn success story till now?
1: You know, uh, I, I'm going to say this. It's not about growing my number of followers from 100 to 7K. It's not about growing my connections to 1,000 to uh, 7K. It's the people that I've gotten to know, to interact. People like yourself, you know. Uh, I've had the chance to talk to a lot of people, you um, working, staying across the world, you know, normally I wouldn't have had that chance if, if it wasn't for LinkedIn. So for me, it is this opportunity that I've had, that the chance to guest podcasts on many shows, such as the one that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. and, and to also share stories and to learn quite a lot. That's okay. one of my biggest LinkedIn success stories.
0: Yeah, and that's a pretty good one, actually. And have you had any setbacks or, you know, sort of failures that you, you would like to share?
1: Of course, I've had a lot of content where I've had no uh, engagement. Okay. Um, you know, I've, cr- I've tried to to, to to go into many podcast shows, but I haven't had that click. I, I wanted to do a lot of webinars, but I didn't have that um, uh, enthusiasm. I mean, I've asked uh, many polls to, to LinkedIn audience, and I've seen that whatever I'm thinking did not resonate. You know, I, I've, I've had a lot of ups and downs, but, you know, in the end uh, these downs these failures they are just pushing me towards the right direction so these things you don't have to put it into your head you know learn from it it's an opportunity and i'm saying that linkedin is a huge playground for you to have fun
0: yeah absolutely so people don't get disheartened from your mistakes learn from them and you know better things will happen for you and believe me, it has happened for me. So it has, it has happened for Novnish as well. So finally Novnish, my last question to you is, do you have any advice that you want to give to young professionals out there and how they can leverage LinkedIn?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, I've said, uh, I I recently had a post on this as well. It's, It's basically find out what your passion is, you know, because posting on LinkedIn requires consistency. So you should never feel forced to post. But on the other hand, you should love to post. And this only comes if you talk about something that you are passionate about, right? So once you find that topic or subject, you will never run out of ideas or start thinking, okay, what can I post today or tomorrow? You know, if you love doing something, you're gonna do it naturally, and that's what you learn. Just that's what you need to learn uh, on LinkedIn. Treat it like that, you know. Treat it like uh, like your best buddy.
0: Yeah, and that's a very valuable advice, guys. Because you should not be, you know, you should not feel that you are you are being forced to post on LinkedIn just for the likes and the engagement. Don't do it for that. Do it for the love of the content. Do it for the love of the topic that you have. So that's a very valuable advice, Navneesh. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I believe that uh, you also have learned a lot just like I have from Navneesh. And Navneesh, thanks a lot for doing this. And I would be, you know, sharing the link to Navneesh's prof- profile in the description below. You can follow Navneesh on LinkedIn and, and follow his content. You are bound to learn a lot. Thanks a lot, Navneesh. Thanks a lot for doing this.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Nimit. Happy to help, and I hope I added some value to the, to your audience.
0: Yeah, you sure, surely did.